Hey, this is Robbie C, and you are listening to Frequency. Okay, ready? Dashing through, through the, the snow, snow in a one-horse one open sleigh, sleigh. All over the fields, fields we go, go laughing all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just got corrected by my wife in the yeah. hallway. Oh, and my daughter. Welcome to the Frequency Podcast, folks. Yes, starting out with a with uh, the words wrong and slightly <laughs> out of tune and perhaps out of sync with each other. Merry, Merry Christmas. I was <laughs> I was distracted when I started singing because my wife and daughter wanted to find out why I was singing on the podcast, and I got the words wrong, and they're telling me about other people. That's that's very distracting. It is. So do I have an excuse for not singing the words right? No, you don't. It it was jingle bells, man. If you <laughs> you you should be able to sing that without thinking about it. Um, oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, sorry. it's just one of those songs. It is. It's, it's, you know, when people are really singing, kind of like at the end of Elf, when the dad's not singing, he's just like, ah, bah, bah, bah. dad, you're not singing. Sorry, Elf flashback here. Yes, that's okay. I own the movie. I just haven't seen it long enough to, uh, to grasp, to, to immediately connect with, uh, the frame of reference. So that's a fail <laughs> on my part. The fact that you screwed wow. up Jingle Bells, fails. The fact that I screwed up Elf fail so welcome to the podcast here we go everybody's failing this christmas season <laughs> <laughs> and it's been a long time since we've talked joe it has it doing? has been i'm um i'm pretty good i i uh, i'm sporting new progressive lenses on my glasses which means uh, that i'm older only certain parts of the day or certain functions that you feel older because one of them you have to work harder than the other right with progressive um, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but you know, it's effectively a bifocal, but the way they're designed now, there's no peripheral setup. It's actually distorted out of your peripheral vision. Um, you look straight ahead for your normal prescription, and then you look through the bottom for reading. Um, the challenge is when you're working on a computer screen, you have to either have it close enough or far enough away that it hits the right zone. Otherwise, you get this weird middle place where everything is kind of fuzzy and that's no fun. My my issue as of late has been leading worship with the default printout of the set list that we have from Planning Center. Ah. And I can't read it because I put it on the floor because uh, I don't like reading everything off a music stand. I already have to use a book for lyrics because right. I must confess I don't trust screens and I don't trust a person advancing a slide to do it quick enough that I can lead. Yes. I'm always a step ahead uh, and thinking about whether I want to actually do the next slide or not. So I use a book, uh, which sounds very kind of counterproductive to those that are, are seasoned worship leaders that rely on iPads and things like that. I know, Joe, I think you use an iPad, don't you? I, yeah, I use device. my tablet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a tablet. I, I just can't rely on that stuff. Even as a preacher... I would never preach from a tablet because too many things can go wrong. So I actually preach from a printed script and I may veer from the script, but I always have the script and I number the pages in case I drop it so I can put them back in order. I'm kind of uh, retentive. <laughs> you are old school. 
I am old school, but you know, at the end of the day that functionally it would work if the power was off and that's kind of the reasoning behind it. Yeah. So you could go right down, strip it down. You know, I have an acoustic guitar. I lead worship with an acoustic guitar, not my electric, although I have a couple times for songs like Whom Shall I Fear, Chris Tomlin, that has an electric opening that only I know how to play at sure. this moment. I stick to acoustics. So if all else fails, I can lead from acoustic guitar and I can preach from a script. So it's just learning over the years, you realize that some things are better left simple. Yes, there have been times with my tablet where Sammy, for some reason, got a hold of it and ran the battery down to almost nothing. And it takes a while to charge it back up and mm -hmm. going into the service wondering, okay, I've got about 15% battery. Can I get through the worship set without it? Or I have to pull out the paper lead sheets and lead from those, you know. <laughs> uh, I've gotten so accustomed to having my tablet it's just second nature to use it. You know, now I, what I really want to do is move up to the point where I have the Bluetooth pedal that will turn the pages for me when I tap on them so I don't have to stop strumming the guitar for half a, you know, for a beat mm -hmm. to swipe to the next page. Because if you miss, if you miss that swipe, then you're, you're kind of messed up. Yeah. But, you, what about a, a dual sheet song? Do you have to do it in the middle of the song? Yeah. But the, the way I structure, because I do my own lead sheets. I use, um, okay, this is a plug for Planning Center, if you guys haven't noticed. We're not getting paid for this. But <laughs> Pl Planning Center has a setup there for editing lyrics and chords where if you use, the right, you use their syntax, it'll go ahead and um, you, uh, it'll uh, m modulate the songs for you. Not modulate's not the word I was looking for, but uh, you understand. Um, so I always put them in there, so I create my own arrangements, and I always put the break on that page at a point that makes sense for me when I turn the page on the tablet. So, and I always put a little cheat at the bottom to show me here's what's coming up when I turn the page. So in the event that I don't quite get the page turn right, it's there's a little redundant piece at the bottom for myself before I turn the page. So, Joe, can can you do all my song sheets for me at my church too? <laughs> if you tell me the songs, then I will copy it's very easy to copy the syntax and just send it to somebody and you can just paste it in and it just works. So wow. that, that is impressive. And I would say you're in the one percentile of people who would actually do that. Oh, wow. I don't know how to take that. Now I'm thinking, do, do, is this overkill? But you know, my, my worship team almost demands that things are, are organized. They, um, they're like, wait a minute, Joe, this doesn't make sense. That's supposed to be a minor seventh. Uh, maybe. Okay. Anyway, we've, we've really digressed, haven't we? Um, <laughs> but yeah. in, in reality, this is our life, folks. We, you know, we, there's multifaceted things that happen in our life. I mean, Joe is a consultant for a company and well, I mean, I am a worship pastor, but I'm also a student pastor and whatever else pastor. Um, you know, I'm, I'm basically an associate, so I, I cover a lot of different things depending on what's going on, but um, these are all the back end things that happen that no one sees, but if you don't do them right or don't do them in a way that people can understand them, your life, um, it, it demands a lot more of your time. So efficiencies are good. Yeah. Let me just say that, um, the, the worship leader, they, they're just not the guy who goes up there and strums the guitar and sings, you know, there's, if you're doing your job, 
there's a lot of logistics behind the scenes. Those of you guys who are leading worship, you understand that. Of course, this isn't a, a worship podcast, but um, that is something that Dan and I have in common. So you'll hear us talk about that um, because we're passionate about it, and it's mm-hmm. uh, gosh, it's an important role at the church. But this having been said, you and I haven't talked, you know, we talk on a daily basis through social media, but it's been a while since we recorded. I think it's been since early November, just before, um, it was for the Robbie C episode, just before I went to CMS Northwest. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I wish that I could have gone there with you. Uh, It would have been great, but logistically and a 4,000 kilometer difference makes that difficult sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it does cost money to do that. This is not a money-making venture. We do this because we're passionate about it, which means that we're not willing to go into severe debt <laughs> for the sake of spending a, a day or so together. Yeah. Um, but there will be a time when we will, and we're looking forward to that day. Um, to this point, again, if you've listened long enough, Joe and I have never physically met, but we have known each other for years. It's true. So it, it, it makes things very interesting. Um, especially to explain it to people so much so that people say, maybe you never should. And that can just be kind of like your thing. But I don't think that's, that's good for friendship. No, 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 we're not going to do that. No, yeah. if the opportunity comes up, I'm looking forward to hanging out. If for no other reason than to sit side by side with you and say, okay, now you hear that weird buzz on, underneath my voice. How do we get rid of that? You know? <laughs> so, Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so let's get back to CMS then, because uh, the Christian Musicians Summit, you were there as frequency this year, not just as an attendee, and you had the opportunity to talk to 40-some people over a day and a half to two days. How did yeah, that it was crazy. It was exhausting um, and exhilarating at the same time. Kevin Cruz was there with me from Worship Ministry Catalyst, and he and I um, manned the booth there and uh gosh we we set up i'm sure other people have done something like this at other conferences Uh, you know i can't imagine it's an original idea but you know we just we set up two microphones and we uh recorded interviews with attendees and then also chatted with some of the artists that were there and we talked with uh, a number of the exhibitors Uh, notably i i kind of went out of my way to connect with the different folks at the labels who are present there, you know, because we like to, to connect with their, with their artists and also just kind of, uh, get some perspective on how things work on their end of things. So gosh, we, I think it was about 40 interviews that we recorded and published in uh, a little less than two days. So it was a lot of work, a lot of fun, and we got, uh, we got pretty good at it at the end of the day. So it was fun. Yeah. And as a result, we do want to share some of these with you. Uh, our listeners. And uh, there's a few artists that we, uh, well, you, Joe, um, we collectively, you um, personally were able to interact with. Um, Who was the first artist that we were going to throw out to? Gosh, uh, I guess the first one that I interviewed, and this, what's ironic about it is the two artists that we were going to feature today were people who weren't even at the conference as artists. They just happened to drive by because somebody from their label was there and they sent them over to say, hey, the first one we're going to feature is actually Holly Starr. And um, she is distributed through Save the City uh, Records, which is uh, located up in the, the Seattle, Washington, neck of the woods. And um, gosh, they're really great folks. I had a great time chatting with them and tried to get their uh, label rep over to chat with me, but um, she hurt her knee. 
And so she was doing her best not to go anywhere. So she sent Holly over to chat with me, and that was fun. All right. Well, why don't we listen into the brief interview that we had with Holly Stark? Well, last night I did a concert, a benefit concert in Marysville um, for the shooting that just happened there at the at the school there, and um, it was an amazing event last night. Just got to come around and and just kind of give a big hug to the community through worship, and um, we partnered with Jacob and uh, who's an, another artist, and then Spirit 105.3 out of Seattle they hosted it, so it was a very fun event. My latest release is a, a single, actually, it's not an album. Um, it's called God Is. We released that in June. Um, and I'm in the middle of writing new songs for another album, um, which not sure when we'll release that, but hopefully next year sometime. I am not a huge music listener, which is kind of funny, but when I do, yeah, when I do listen, I love artists like Sean McDonald. Um, his just raw, he's really real artistry is just really amazing to me. Um, and then on the other side, um, I'm a huge fan of like Chris Tomlin's ministry, um, his worship and Carrie Job, just that whole passion thing is just, my heart just just totally gravitates toward that. Oh man, um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the above, and more. We can hang out online. <laughs> sure, cool. Yeah, thank you. So that was uh, my lightning interview with Holly Starr, and uh, as you obviously noted, my microphone was not working for that one. Ironically, um, we had some, I used that word twice already, ironically. Um, let's just see how many times we can use the word ironically in this episode. <laughs> um, no, it, it, as it happened, we were having issues with my mic stand and we had the guy from Triad Orbit come over and help us out and set me up with a, uh, a mic stand to use for the conference. So Tim Ellis at Triad Orbit, a little shout out for you. He's got a, a lightning interview out there as well. He set me up, but one of the things that didn't happen is um, we didn't plug the microphone cord back in once we switched everything over. So my microphone literally was just not plugged in. Oh, okay. Which is too bad. However, you can hear what Holly's saying, and it was great. Now, because of these interviews, actually, we I, we actually decided, um, wow, the format, the length, and um, the feel of these interviews was actually really good. And you got pretty good at it, so much so that, that we are introducing a new format called the Amped Interview. Um, you know, because a lot of people um, want to hear from people and we want to be able to, to interview a lot more people. But having long-form interviews can be very tiring, very hard to coordinate. And honestly, preparation um, would be tough. But having a six or seven minute interview with somebody uh, or even less um, seems a lot easier to do and we can get more interviews out to you. So um, look for that. We have a new feature called the Amped Interview, and I believe we have two now published, Joe? Yep, we have one with uh, Jen Haugland. I just published one uh, yesterday, or we just published one. It is a team uh, yesterday uh, with Ross King, and you guys have heard with, from Ross King before, but he has an EP out. We wanted to make sure that you were you knew about that. So the Amped Interview gives us an opportunity to to record more frequently, post more frequently, and get more artists out there for you guys to hear about. Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of artists, even in Canada, that I haven't had a chance to interview, uh, mostly because of logistics and trying to set up time frames with time zones, because I'm in the farthest east point almost, other than Newfoundland, that you can go in Canada. So a lot of times it's four or three hours difference. Um, but even when you, once you get coordinated with that, <clears throat> pardon me, 
is to uh, actually be able to spend enough time with an artist to, uh, you know, to form an interview. Um, it's harder to do on a long form interview. So uh, doing a short form interview allows them the platform because ultimately our goal is to be the artist um, or the interviewee's platform that uh, we're not selling a product. This is about getting information into into your hands and uh, learning about new artists and new things that are coming up in the industry. Indeed. All right, Joe, uh, who is the next person that we talk to at CMS? Uh, this is great. We're going we're gonna to talk with uh, uh, Chelsea Peck from the band Mr. and Mrs. Something. Uh, this one was fun, uh, if only because it was so busy when she came over. It was so loud in that room, you know, that when you hear our voices, it, the way it was recorded, it sounds fine. But I was trying to talk loud and fast. And so it sounds like I'm really hyped up on caffeine <laughs> when I interviewed and, her. And I did notice, Joe, from one of the photos that someone else took of you working, there were symbols right beside your table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, how in the world can you conduct interviews at a drum testing station? <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. Um Seriously, it was the guys from Heartbeat Percussion, and they were the nicest guys in the world. Um, we actually, I sat down and talked with their president, uh, Noel, and um, you can listen to his lightning interview if you go over to that project page on on the site. But um, no, literally, maybe a foot from my left ear was was the setup of symbols, and occasionally. Chad, one of the other guys over there, would come over and demonstrate the quality of the sound of the cymbals when you hit it as hard as you can. <laughs> as a would, drummer should. He, he, yes. And he, and he leaned back and you could just see him just like gathering strength and just whacking the heck out of that thing. And he would do it while, while I was talking with somebody. So, so lessons, lesson learned uh, next time we go, which will hopefully be next year. Yeah. We should ask for a either a roving booth, like on wheels, <laughs> oh, with, yeah. with power that can go to it, or literally place us in the center of an open concourse area, kind of like one of those things in a mall, and not line the walls, and we'll just have a 360 logo, and people can just come to us in the center. How's that? I don't care. That sounds great. <laughs> you know, all I want to say is that I feel very fortunate. We were we were effectively put in what they call the loud room. And when they do that, see, we had the Personas guys showing how to mic a drum kit, if you can imagine what that sounds like. The guy to my right was selling guitar pedals, so we had a, a guitar player there demonstrating all the different things the pedals could do. The percussion guys on my left and the Roland guys just on the other side of them playing keyboards and guitars and electronic drums. And so it was just just loud. So it sound it sounded like the beginning of a band class in grade nine or ten band. Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah. But I, I'm just really grateful that the recordings came off because when I saw where we were situated, I thought, this is gonna be a phenomenal failure. <laughs> and it wasn't. There was actually one interview that we did where I literally could not hear the woman across the table from me. It was so loud in the room. I had no idea what she was saying. I was just trying to be polite in nodding my head that I understood what she was saying. But at the end, you can go back and listen to the interview and you can hear us just fine because the way the microphones worked and we were set up, yeah. it just worked. Oh, that's so, great. 
It was cool. Anyway, we go on and on. Anyway, so this interview is Chelsea Peck from Mr. and Mrs. Something. And what's fun about this is Wisdom Moon, our, our friend from Centric Worship and from All About Worship, happened to be there. And he just comes running by and plops her down in the chair and says, here, interview her effectively. <laughs> and and I'm like, is she on centric? He's like, no. And he just starts laughing, you know, and then maniacally. And then he comes and sits down next to me where he spent probably a third of the conference. And we just, uh, so we interviewed Chelsea and gosh, she's just funny and fun and high energy. And um, we're actually have a song that we're going to feature of theirs at the uh, end of the podcast, but they're fun music along that Americana style that, that uh, seems to be uh, very popular today, a very, um, Jenny and Tyler-esque, as it were. So Yeah, acoustic um, eclectic is what I like to call it. Yes, that's a great term. So anyway, so let's listen to uh, this high-energy and rather brief uh, conversation with Chelsea Peck of Mr. and Mrs. Something. Hey, guys, it's Joe again. It's time for another lightning interview. And this time, our friend Wisdom Moon happened to walk a young lady down here to talk to us. I don't know why, but apparently <laughs> she's some kind of performing artists with her husband. So, okay, that was a sarcastic buildup, and I apologize for that. So um, please introduce yourself and tell us uh, about what you do. Yeah. Well, my name is Chelsea, and my husband's name is Benjamin, and we are in a band called Mr. and Mrs. Something together. It's just the two of us, and we've been playing for two years now together. Uh, we've been married for two and a half and pretty much had our first concert right after we got married, and just doing a lot of worship leading in addition to writing our own original songs and um, having fun playing out at coffee shops and um, kind of everywhere we can find. Now you're Northwest based. Yeah, we are. Whereabouts here? We're near the University of Washington. Oh, okay. So you're right there. Yeah. yeah. I used to live in Northgate, so I have some perspective on where you are. I used to jog past there like anybody cares about that. (laughs) That having been said, now um, I caught in our first bit of conversation before we started recording, you guys are not playing like the typical instruments. So what do you what We're do you guys not. play? We play a whole random assortment, including ukulele, banjo, mandolin. Um, we play the regular stuff too: banjo, or excuse me, yeah. piano, guitar, um, drums, clarinet, harmonica, pretty much anything you Just can think pretty of. Pretty much anything. Yeah. Do you happen to use a suitcase as a drum? <laughs> we do not. We should implement that. Well, there are bands that do that. Jenny and Tyler is one of them that yeah. does that. And their husband, uh, yeah. wife team. So Yeah, I like them. They, they're very good. I, yeah. I enjoy their stuff as well. Yeah. Um, that having been said, so um, do you guys write your own stuff? We do. Okay. Yeah. Do you mostly perform your own stuff too? Yeah. Yeah, so we what's, do. So are you recording? Yeah, we are. Yeah. So what, what's happening? Tell us. Well, right now we're actually recording VBS music for really? a, yeah, for a curriculum company. And um, so that's awesome right now. What's the uh, company? Can we know, can we ask? Uh, Vacation Bible School Reach Out Adventures, I believe is the name. I don't name. know what that is. Yeah. We have to look that up. <laughs> Some, somebody Google that so we can put a link I there. So you're, so you're doing VBS music, yeah. which yep. is very cool. What else are you doing? Yep. Right now we're also working on an EP um, next year to come out with original songs, probably about six. And um, just heading in a direction that we want to go with that. And um, we've done a Christmas EP in the past and uh, soundtrack music for a friend's documentary, and that was great, too. So if people want to get your music, the stuff yeah. that's already out there, yeah. where do they go? Mrandmrssomething.com. Wow. Now, wait, do we have to spell out Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R? <laughs> no, just M-R and M-R-S. And then something. <laughs> I just want to make sure I will include a link so that people can get to it. But there That's are great. people that would be like, man, this is the longest URL ever. 
It so is. So I want to make sure they can get to you. You should buy the yeah. other domains too, just to go broke yeah, while I you're should. at it. Anyway, this having been said, are you doing any touring or anything else the Northwest people should know about? What's coming up for you? Goodness, we're going to Leavenworth um, to play Christmas music. Yeah, that's Leavenworth, Washington, not yes. Leavenworth, Kansas, this which is, is a true. completely separate beast. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Leavenworth is a great little town if you like uh, German stuff. Well, thanks for sitting down with us. Um, yeah, thank you. We'll share some information with folks, and we'll make sure that they check out your site. Sounds good. Thanks. thanks, Chelsea. Yeah, thank you. So I spat into the earth, and I wiped it in your eyes to bring you light. To bring you light. And break these Joe, thanks for that uh, interview with <laughs> Chelsea Peck. Now, their name is Mr. and Mrs. Something. It Correct. really is their name. They're not just, they don't know what it is, so they just say something. Like, it, it sounds awkward to say that, but I think that's kind of the allure. Is, is that what they're going for? Like, I did not, well, I, I, I didn't get the chance to say, what's the deal with the name? Um, it was, you know, when, she, when Wisdom plopped her down, I didn't know anything about her or the band. So it's like, okay, what are the most generic questions I can ask? Right. Um, and I didn't think about Mr. and Mrs. Something. That's kind of an odd name. No, I don't know where it came from. But um, Well, it's definitely uh, catchy. People were like, oh, is that a band? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so you'll, you, if you want to go to the show notes, you'll see the link to their website. And um, I encourage you to, to check them out. They're just a, a cool couple. And... Um, you know, just having fun playing music together. It's obvious they're having a good time. Yeah, and, and in all fairness, they the band actually started as a band with her husband, and it was so, another name with something in it, and then it missed or something or something like that. But um, then she came on board with him, and then now they're they're a married duo doing music. But See, guess, you already know more than I do because I didn't even know that. Well, when you Joe, when you were sharing people that you're talking to, I looked them up. And oh. You know, like a good co-host should do to back you up, you know? Oh, that's what you're here for. So I'm here just to <laughs> just to know a little bit more. <laughs> All right, you're, well, you're, just, you're just the eye candy, Joe. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> that's like the hard candy at, at Halloween, the stuff that you <laughs> shove in the corner and go, or no, that, you know that, that? that Christmas candy that grandma gives you that all kind of melts together in the plate and you, you pick it up and the whole <laughs> bowl comes up. <laughs> and you know, it's been there for 16 years. Yes. Yeah. And... It comes, it goes back in the same bag and comes back out. Yeah. What's sad is Anyways. you're so desperate at your grandma's house to have something that you will eat it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll even bang it on the floor to try to break some pieces <laughs> off. <laughs> Not sure why that, that uh, little Vietnam flashback happened in my life, but <laughs> we needed a good laugh. I had to wake you up at 530 in the morning to talk to me. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's, and it's already 630. So, I mean, man, we're late in the morning here. There you go. All right, we had one more interview that we wanted to share. Who was yeah. the next person that we were going to spotlight? Yeah, so I, I mentioned earlier we got a chance to talk to folks at uh, the different uh, labels who were there, and I, I just want to kind of acknowledge them. But uh, this one is with uh, Trevor Matheson from Word Worship. And Trevor and I met last year at the conference. He'd only been with Word Worship for about two months, so he was just getting started with them and uh and so he and i just kind of hung out at the booth for uh, for a little bit last year and chatted and then um 
this year, well, it turned out in, in the, the time in between, I found out uh, that Jessica and Trevor, Jess, I'm sorry, Jessica Campbell, for those of you who um, follow us, you know who Jessica Campbell is. It, she and Trevor are friends. And that was kind of cool. So when I got there this year and Trevor was there with greeting each other like long lost friends, uh, he, he spent a good chunk of time chatting with us at the, uh, at the booth. Uh, probably 45 minutes before we ever pressed record. <laughs> and of course, this is another one where our friend Wisdom Moon was sitting right next to me. So I thought that was funny that I've got the centric worship guy on my right and the word worship guy across from me. So this was a, it was a fun conversation with Trevor. Um, but if you're interested in some of the other conversations we had with the labels, we also chatted with Jimmy Williams um, from Worship Together, which is Capital Records, and uh, Wendy Lord from We Are Worship. Integrity is part of that. Am I missing somebody? No, I think the rest of them were, were either artists like Dave Cleveland or um, exhibitor spotlights like Triad Orbit and Heartbeat Percussion, like you mentioned before. All right, well, let's dive into the uh, brief interview that Joe had with Trevor Matheson from World Worship. Hey guys, it's Joe again at Frequency.fm, and I grabbed another one of our uh, exhibitors here, um, a gentleman that I met last year at the same conference, and I harassed him and stole guitar picks from his booth, <laughs> gave one of those guitar picks to my uh, uh, electric guitar player, who then looked at me and said, why do you hate me? But <laughs> that having been said, I want to introduce you to uh, Trevor Matheson from Word Worship. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Good to be here. Cool. So you are, again, Word Worship. So give us yeah. uh, some perspective on who you guys are, what yeah. you do, and uh, why anybody should care. Right. Well, <laughs> Word has been around for about 63 years. So yeah. long history, huge catalog of songs, great uh, heritage of, of worship music, um, and then just music in general in the CCM uh, landscape. Word Worship has been around only about maybe four right. years. And Mabry helped start it, um, and but right after, right shortly after she started, she ended up moving over to Provident. Well, Word Worship is basically a, a renewed focus for Word to be uh, focused on worship. So it's right. a, it's its own division, keyed in on worship music, trying to be a, a, a resource for worship leaders and churches. Um, we have a staff of writers. Uh, that, that we keep that write worship music. We have worship artists such as uh, Meredith Andrews. Right. We also recently signed uh, a worship band that is fronted by Phil uh, Joel. Uh, used to be bass player for Newsboys. Right. Uh, his band's called Zealand. They're coming out with a record in 2015. Nice. We're super excited about that. It's a high energy, anthemic worship that everybody's going to love. So when that comes out, you guys let me know so we can talk to him. Absolutely. Very and cool. we're actually going to try to get him here at CMS next year. So. Very cool. So I got to I got to twist Bruce's arm for that, but oh, I'm sure. So sure. we're we're excited about that. Basically, we just want to be a resource for worship leaders. We have a website that we're going to be redoing, uh, getting just content on there. Uh, you know, download chord charts, lyric sheets, videos of behind the scenes on where the songs kind of started, the writers that were involved with it. Um, and so it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be at Word. A brand new publishing team there. I'm part of that. I get to help set up co-writing sessions and pitch songs and kind of just live in the worship world. So it's it's been it's an exciting time. That sounds like a great job. I mean, it is. You're in Nashville. You're engaging with artists on a regular basis. Yeah, uh, you are in the mix there. Now, are you an artist yourself? I am. Uh, grew up in a musical family. Dad worked in Christian music in the early '80s. And I always knew I wanted to do it. I always knew I wanted to be in there. I went to college for recording technology. 
Um, never really made any money in that, but right. but always been a songwriter, um, singer. I've done some session work in the past, and I play in a cover band. I did worship music in uh, the youth group and moved up to big church and was quote-unquote big church. Right. And uh, <laughs> co-led worship at Belmont Church in Nashville for about 15 years. There you go. So, yeah. And um, have you pitched a song to the TV show Nashville yet? No, I currently have not. Now, somebody on our team has. We actually, Word has actually started a country division. Really? Uh, a year ago, a little over a year ago. Uh, Janine Appleton is heading that up for us, and she's doing a great job. And we have pitched songs for Nashville um, and have actually gotten a lot of success in the country country market. So it's been, it's been great. Excellent. I, uh, I only throw that out there because it's, I, 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 we have a mutual friend named Jessica Campbell, who yes. is uh, uh, one of our podcast guests and uh, a friend. She's fantastic. She is. I totally agree with that. And her new CD just came out last month. Yep. It's called Three, yep. Roman numeral three, if you're searching for it online. Great album. It but, is. But uh, when we talked to her, she, she basically said every artist in Nashville has pitched a song for that yes. show. So. That, that's true, because that show, more so than just being a visual representation of Nashville, it's the music of Nashville on there. Yes. And all the artists want to get a song on there, uh, just because it's a great, it's, it's great you know, exposure. And it's a lot of people are watching that show, and, and soundtracks are coming out. They're putting soundtracks together of all the songs that are on the show, and they sell records on those soundtracks. So... It's not a bad little thing to be on. Smacks a bit of Grey's Anatomy. Yep. And that's Definitely. appropriate because we're up in the Seattle area, Definitely. as it were. Anybody yep. who's watched either show recognizes that that's a lot of hyperbole, and life does not necessarily work that way. Right. People don't die every week. No. At my place of work. No. And I, I, I must confess, I'm not a Nashville watcher. I don't watch the show. Uh, I watched the pilot, and I couldn't couldn't stomach any more, but I'm more power to everybody who loves the show. I yeah, my wife loves that show. That's the point where I grab my tablet and turn on uh, to binge watch Netflix. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, we completely departed from the topic, but uh, yeah. So it's Word Worship. Yes. We're going to link to it, and we want to make sure you get out there, check out the resources they have available. Trevor, yeah, appreciate your time. Thank man. you for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here. That's great, Joe. Thanks for uh, for sharing those interviews. Um, again, these are all interviews that are on our website. We have a link on the top right page called CMS Northwest Lightning Interviews. Lightning being like a strike really fast to, to sit right. down with somebody. Um, and I appreciate you doing that because I felt like I was part of the conference. And you can too if you listen to the interviews and you can hear the interaction and the crowds. And uh, it was a great time. Um, this actually is not the only CMS as well. This is just the Northwest version of it. I believe there's two others, and one of them is in uh, Buffalo, New York. And I think another one is um, Southwestern U.S. Um, but another thing's happening. I know people haven't heard from us in a while, Joe, but we have been working on things behind the scenes, and we have partnership opportunities. Did you want to share more about that? Oh, sure. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. Um, so, gosh, a couple weeks ago, we were approached by Freak Media, and let me spell that, F-R-E-Q, Freak Media, and they are um, an online, I guess, radio station, effectively, uh, playing Christian and other positive music, and they have, God, I think they have six or seven channels uh, that are available right now. Anyway, they approached us because they thought it was uh, interesting that we have uh, similar names with Frequency and Freak, and that we both have a Christian focus without necessarily... Uh, tipping our hat to that in our name. They, they commented, gosh, 
it seems like we've got a lot of things going on together, but we could help each other out. So we're, we're discussing partnership opportunities with them, which could mean that some of our interviews end up over there on uh, Freak Media. Uh, also, um, if you go to our website, by the time this is posted, we will be sharing their Christmas music channel on our site. And then after the Christmas season, we'll feature uh, another channel. We'll maybe just cycle through some of those. But it's kind of exciting that um, we'll be partnering with another Christian organization and providing a broader platform for artists, both uh, on our side and on our side. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, we've we've specifically focused on FM audio. That's why our name is .fm, because we felt that we need to stick to one, one focus that we can commit to. Uh, video podcasts are very difficult to do. So, uh, and I don't think everyone wants to look at us, Joe. Let's, let's be honest. Come on. No, no. Um, you are but, pretty, but not me. <laughs> well, if they saw us right now, waking up in the morning with our hats and our hoodies, I don't know. We, <laughs> we look pretty freaky, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but I think it's a great opportunity, uh, for them. The benefit is obviously we we're, we're seasoned now, I would say at doing interviews and interacting with people and getting information out on a regular basis and for us having a, another platform that we can share our interviews and other people's artistry just another way of of extending the reach so i think it's it's a win-win again with our name being fm and kind of being radio like because a lot of people still think we're a radio station remember a lot of the emails we get joe from people are like hey can you play us on your station right now we can actually say that with some confidence that yes, we are affiliated with and linked to and partner with um, uh, radio, um, but I think they, they call them channels, almost like a television term. Yes, um, They have different channels and I believe their goal is up to 20 um, and you can listen to it anywhere. That's the benefit of online uh, radios, online channels is that you're not, uh, limited to a geographical area. So if you live in a certain city like Nashville, you have maybe three options for Christian radio. And uh, depending on where you are, like here in Canada on Prince Edward Island, we have one station. And um, it's not entirely a station I would listen to on a regular basis just because of their rotation. So this way you have the option to listen into a number of different stations and a number of different genres specific to it and then we can feed artists that actually match that genre to them, and they will bring artists to us as they're they're really hunting new talent like we are. So I think there's a cohesiveness that'll that'll happen as a result. So we're excited. Um, they're very professional, and uh, you know we want to obviously work with those that are like-minded. So we're we're excited about the opportunity. So it's Freak Media. And I believe their website is freakazoid.com. F R E Q, Azoid. That's correct. Yep, and we'll uh, we'll have links there, and uh, we'll actually make sure that there's an easy link on our on our homepage to jump over there. Um, because I know that for myself, when I'm at work, I I just don't care that much about listening to the radio. I just get tired of the commercials, and t let's be honest, a lot of times they play the same songs over and over again. But you go on to to Freakazoid, and they've got the Boom channel, the organic channel for acoustic glow, which is electronic and pop hits. They've got a Freaky Christmas, which I've really been enjoying, actually. They're, they have just a nice eclectic group of hand-picked Christmas songs. They have retro rock, vertical songs for worship folks, and then uh, for your teen and tween pop stuff, they have Radio Shine, which is 
don't tell anybody, but I listen to that all the time. <laughs> this isn't true confession time, Joe. Come on. Oh, oh, you don't I'm have to sorry. reveal all your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they, they do. They're doing a good job. And if you are looking for something to listen to while you're sitting at the cubicle, check them out. It's uh, it's good music. Again, they handpick the music, and it's not necessarily stuff that you're going to hear uh, in your top forty CCM channel. And that's that alone is worth spending some time on their site. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, speaking of time, I do have to get going because I have another interview in ten minutes, Joe. Oh, great! Um, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be interviewing a Canadian artist named Drew Brown, uh, who lives in the Toronto area. I believe it's Mississauga, and uh, he has just released a full album. And of course, I'm cynical of Canadian artists. Uh, I am one. I've been around many. Um, you know, the talent pool is is significantly smaller in Canada, but we don't give certain artists enough credit because they're doing it well. And yes. Drew Brown's one that I believe is doing it well, and he's embracing his desire for the kind of genre and music that he's producing. So I'm looking forward to talking to him uh, because he does, uh, he, he plays acoustic instruments and has acoustic instruments in his production. However, he also includes electronic music as part of that, which is unique. And uh, his styling, I mean... I was communicating on social media the other day. He he has like a Peter Gabriel flair to his voice, but then Seal comes out, and these are of course secular artists, but yes. um, you know they they have a certain sound, and I was hearing different sounds from listening to his album. So I was very impressed that he's not afraid to show his influences, but at the same time, he's he's Christian, but somewhat ambiguous in the way he writes as well. It's it's more um, artsy like. Uh, so anyways, I'm just looking forward to talking to him about, um, you know, his songwriting style, where he comes from, what it's like to be a Canadian artist in, in a big, uh, big ocean of Christian artists and uh, trying to do it from Canada. So that should be interesting. Yeah. So you've got about eight minutes to get yourself prepped and ready to go. Exactly. So that really means more coffee. More coffee for you, and uh, we're going to wrap up this episode. So uh, we'll we'll tie this off very quickly, folks. We're we're glad you spent some time listening to us banter and some of our some of our interviews from CMS Northwest. But uh, if you'd like to stay in touch with us, there's a number of ways to do so, and I pass it to Dan to to rattle those off. Yeah, you can go to our website, which is our main hub, which is frequency.fm, or you can always find us on Twitter. Both Joe and I interact on at frequency.fm. Or our own handles as well, if you want to interact personally, Dan Thompson, MM, or Joe Brookhouse. And uh, we're regularly on Google+, Plus. believe it or not. You can find us there. So is Frequency, the page. And Facebook. Uh, we do interact on Facebook, even though Joe is not a Facebooker. Uh, <laughs> he, he does log on to his wife's side from time to time just to see what's going on. But you it can find true. us on, on Facebook at facebook.com slash frequency FM. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you again next time and maybe with an interview with Drew Brown. Bye for now. Bye.